At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. So the audience knows Burke is gargling bourbon. <laughs> it was a gargling bourbon comedy today. This is this is definitely the way to start off the show. Uh welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hey everybody. It is a it is a beautiful Tuesday evening, of which I have no clue when you'll hear this. Probably but, tomorrow at the rate you've been going. Good lord, man! I, I'm, I'm <laughs> supercomputer apparently works really well for editing. Uh, it, it has cut <laughs> editing time down to like minutes half. instead of hours. Yeah, it's the rendering time. It's like I hit render, and with the old computer, with the old computer, it used to be you'd hit render, and an hour later it was done. Which is why I only did, you know, one, one. So I hit render now and 30 seconds after I hit it, it's ding. <laughs> Daddy, I'm ready for another. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> spin me, spin me. Put spin me on the, the wheel. wheel, spin the wheel now. <laughs> I mean, it's been fabulous, but I did go and order 64 more gram. So I will be up at 120. What is it? Yeah. 128. 128. Um, but I also purchased uh, Black Magic Designs Da Vinci Resolve Suite, which is an editing program uh by black magic design i'm trying to get away from 
the older uh, Adobe Premiere Pro stuff uh, that I usually use, which I know Burke's saying they're going, I have no clue what the fuck he's talking about. Sounds important, and I'm going to nod and go, sounds good. Sounds like gibberish to me. Oh, yeah, the black magic. Oh, yeah. That you weave so well. Yeah, I know that. Black magic designs. Okay. I had... I was oh. really, I was really going to use that sound partway through the, through the show when Burke started getting upset about something, and I was going to come in as God, <laughs> but uh, but then the realization came in that he's agnostic, so <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> this is this is dog speaking. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, turn it on. <laughs> This is Kevin Smith. (laughs) (laughs) This is Lemmy. (laughs) Peter Jackson from Down Under. I just wanted to let you know. All right. right, Enough of that crap. Yes, so I edited every show that we had in the barn (laughs) if it hasn't been released yet it's already set up to be released tomorrow is going to be a whole day of updating the website oh gosh yeah well i can't Uh, tomorrow i am going to see thor love and thunder with about three or four people from work so that's i right now we're talking about me this this is not the burke moment this is this is the this is the scott moment it's all yeah, about but if, but if i'm here and you're here isn't this our, our time, time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna go see thor yeah i'm excited about that i am seriously looking forward to hearing about that um my daughter has seen it and, and loves it, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Would that be Sam or Mackenzie? Sam. No. Gotcha. So everyone knows we're doing Lord of the Rings, Two Towers today. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so stoic right now. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to do the Two Towers today. We're going to do probably because that the after watching the two towers i sat back and went usually i like the second movie but we're traveling we're traveling we're traveling <laughs> we're fighting we're traveling we're traveling we're traveling the, the book was worse oh dear lord the book was worse um We'll get into that in a little bit. What do you have coming up? Do you have anything coming up this weekend? What'd you do last weekend? Nothing. Not a gosh darn thing. Um, Although I did find out that documents are not eight and a half by 11. They are eight and a quarter by 11 and three quarters. So if you have a document like a Lords of Carey certificate or a count of New Schwanstein Manor, they won't fit into a regular thing. You get, but the cool thing is they make document uh, uh, 
what are those things on the wall with the the picture frames they make document size picture frames actually it's 30 by 80 millimeter i think is the official size of those they are, so they are actually they're not they're actually called certificate frames yeah um yeah yes so so i had to send back some frames got some new ones they're up on my wall sent uh that's got a picture of him. Yeah, he sent me a picture of him. I, I looked at it. I went, oh, that is so pretty. But I I really need to get mine up. But I need to finish building my studio, which there is a new computer desk coming. Oh. A computer desk that is L-shaped so that I can actually still have my printer and... Uh, and the photo scanner that I use for my business uh, up there on the table, but yet have the microphone and the two screens that I use. Very nice. Uh, because I use two screens. I don't know about you. I just have one 32-inch screen, which is big enough I can put two things up on that one screen. So Yeah. Yeah, I thought about going that route, but because I'm using touch screens... No. Which, which is going to be absolutely great uh, when we get to to get into it being the studio because then my my drop sound board will actually just be the screen. Oh, nice! I'll just have to. T- there you go. There Plink. we go. Yep. Clink, clink. <laughs> absolutely. Um, nice. I, okay. And, what else? And Let's uh, I'm very tempted to. Uh, cut a hole in my floor or what <laughs> wires no i uh this little room i'm in was an addition to this house at some point in time in the crawl space underneath this room mm. they had put in a duct and then it just stops and it's soaked up to the heating and air conditioning and it just stops and i'm like wait i could connect that and there's nothing on the end you just have a valve you can turn it on and off like i could cut a hole in the floor and put a floor vent in and and have heating and air conditioning in my room finally <laughs> that would be awesome oh that would be great yeah i mean it's literally i need to buy a what a vent and a thing to go underneath in the crawl space and something to connect them i'm like i may end up doing that so um my new computer did have a hiccup i don't know if it was last week or the week before it windows tried to take over again and 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 this this is getting ridiculous. Well, I basically I've read a couple of forums that are like just turn off the Windows hardware updates and you'll be fine. And and true, I turned it off, reinstalled my video uh, software, and uh, yeah, all's well with the world. It was five minute fix, and so okay. And ooh yeah yeah yeah, check this out. Pringles hot ones, the oh. caliente. Okay, so how are that's, they? That's the medium. I had the, because uh, they've got three levels. Of, the hot ones actually makes their own hot sauce, and they've got the 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 beginning, the middle, and the and the end. Mm-hmm. Last week I had the the low powered ones, and they were very like addictive, tasty, good, okay. and, and they had enough heat to like you know make you sweat. These I've had for like three or four days. I've only made it through half of the the tin. Cause it like you, the first bite, you're like, oh crap, that's hot, and then it kind of goes away, and you're like, oh, this ain't so bad, and you start eating them, you start eating them. It's that slow burn, and pretty soon you're like, 
Oh God. Ah, 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 ah. Why did I do that to myself? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. That and that's the wrong about, one. you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to crack one open right now. As a matter of fact, look how green they are. Oh, Ooh, those oh. are green. Uh, -huh. Oh yeah. Oh, yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, keep it too. Uh, but the but it, it's not like a nasty pepper flavor either. The the guys at Hot Ones they put out a really good tasting sauce. And I actually had that. I bought that sauce from them. I don't know last year sometime and. Used it very sparingly on stuff. It was very tasty, but it, it it had a lot of punch to it. So that's uh, I sent you a picture today too. Oh well, before we get into that, while you're still on this hot sauce thing, Burke knows. Uh, Burke knows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there are six bottles coming oh, in my suitcase with me <laughs> well actually two of, are, two of them are booze and the rest are hot sauce eight bottles because <laughs> six of them are hot sauce oh geez including the bomb oh god and why and apollo yeah <laughs> that's the last dab yeah yeah now uh, this is the we, caliente is this the what which one's this one Los Caliente is usually the first one that they. No, order. classic Wait, no, is the first one. Classic, and then it, Los Caliente Leante is, is the, the middle. No, it's yeah. the it's like dead in the dead in the middle of the batch. There usually. Ah, oh, so it's tasty, but man, it'll sneak up on you. Well, well, Burke and I <laughs> will be. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be. I I I don't know how we're gonna do this yet. It may turn out to be a game. I don't know yet. I'm trying to get Sam to come in and do it with us, but Sam said she's not a hot person. Oh no, and she I won't went. even. She won't even touch those. She'll do, um, like mild buffalo wing dip kind of stuff. That's as that's as hot as she can go. Now this this may be the Bob thing because Bob is into spicy. He will he will eat a lot he he grows pickles or uh, uh pickles his own pickles but puts habaneros in Ooh. with them and it is to die they're really stinking good um oh i right. bet like uh, uh what's the the sweet pickles um bread and butter chips yes with with hot peppers would be with, the, would with be a wonderful. habanero would be Ooh. awesome awesome all right, I'm wearing my Star Wars shirt. If you didn't see it, Millennium Falcon. Nice. I got my Travels with Jordy T-shirt. Ooh, I Ed like Monk. Yeah, some more boat merch from a YouTube channel that I watch. Yeah, there you go. I guess we should get into it. We should get into it now. What? Well, what are you drinking? Oh yes, I got really lucky. Uh, what was it two weeks ago? And I walked into a store and they were doing Wellers 
and they had the regular Wellers and they had the Wellers Antique 107, which I, I figured out that the way to drink that is like little With tiny your mouth. No, 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 no. The, the way to appreciate it and really enjoy it is you, 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 you almost like take little tiny half sips and just let it flow over your tongue. It's like you can't drink it like you drink regular bourbon. You just got to do little tiny sips and it's such good flavor but they also had buffalo trace and i was allowed to buy one love, bottle of each only i know and I um buffalo trace well and this is my first time drinking buffalo trace and uh, i had i had a glass last week just because i had to try it out but uh, yeah that's what i was gargling with a minute ago but uh, it is i almost want to say i might like it better than the weller's special reserve Ooh. it's a touch lighter yeah it's it's just incredibly smooth um i think a little bit more vanilla's in it maybe um but yeah it's just a just a nice experience holy cow yes well, all right. What, what about you? Ooh, are you ready for this? Yes. That's just a glass. It's pretty glass. Pretty Davis glass. Yes. Big D. <laughs> this, my dear friends, is something that you cannot buy in any store. My infinity bottle hit full. Oh, yeah. So yep. this is the first taste of the Infinity Bottle. And if you notice by the color, it is it's a dark. deep, yeah, that's a deep, dark color. So here we go. Uh, just, just, uh, I'll warn you, it, it's going to be a little overwhelming because there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of different flavors in it. Because mine filled up too. So I've had a couple glasses out of mine. It's, it's fabulous. There's just a lot going on. Let's see La what ladies we got. and gentlemen. What? <laughs> Here he goes. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Okay, let's subside now. I I think I took too big of a sip for the oh. first one. Hasn't watered down yet either. No, you do, you, you do the big round ice uh, ice cube balls in there, so they don't they don't melt as quickly. Yeah. Now, it, it, they your first taste of bourbon, anyways, is is gonna have that little bit of aftertaste that you just it's always there. Yep. Now, what's weird about this is that I had added. Uh, some of the peach bourbon that I got to this. And I I get no peach <laughs> in this whatsoever. It is, I, I'm telling you, the, the, the Willet and the Bardstown is totally taking over in this <laughs> Infinity bottle. Because I, I get... I get tons of vanilla. Like, Willet has a ton of vanilla yeah. in it. And and I love the vanilla flavor. Where the Bardstown was almost 
a little bit more fruity. Okay. Hang on. The back of my throat is saying it needs more. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? Mmm. All right. There we go. I think I just had to clear my palate. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, these stupid potato chips are kind of dulling my sense of taste at the moment, so we're not going to eat any more of those tonight. Well, I I was I was drinking a lot of uh, uh, Dr Pepper today, so I really had to to clear my palate. There, all the sugars and stuff were still roaming around the, in there until this thing hit my palate. Um, yeah, you're definitely getting the vanilla. You're getting you're getting the oak. This is this is the first time I could sit back and go, holy cow! You're getting the oak tremendously in the in the front mm-hmm. of, of it, and you're getting the vanilla as it slides down your throat, which well, is absolutely awesome. My bottle has got that double oaked bourbon that I had about two months ago, and that was really potent. So that, but that just sits in the background, which is really nice. Now the problem with mine is that the the Bardstown and the Willet are 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 taking control of the flavor profile of this. But well, let me let me make the suggestion. But sw- hey. swirl the bottle around quite a bit. You'd be surprised because of the different proofs they can actually separate a touch. So like like swing the bottle around and get it all get them all mixed up it, it makes for a really different experience you totally killed my joke i'm sorry <laughs> that was all set up for a joke um, that's okay Bert. thank you for the thank you for the swirling advice <laughs> 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 just trying to make you enjoy your drink I, I i i i'm thoroughly enjoying it but the joke would have been really really good it had to do with basil hayden <laughs> <laughs> your friend basil <laughs> because basil <laughs> while i can't taste him i know he's coming to play <laughs> Not Scott, it's Basil. <laughs> when you uh, talk too low, you can't hear anything, just so you know. Oh. Hello, Perk. That's better. Yeah, okay. I had screaming at that time. <laughs> oh, I need a cough button. All right. So we got two minutes. Two minutes. I'll recognize hand gestures again. <sighs> it's not recognizing shit. It's, it's a beautiful day here <laughs> at the studios for the Davis and Davis show. Um, what else do we what else do we have to discuss before? Oh how's your car? My car after $600 worth of tires is doing fabulous. Am I? Uh, yeah. I, who knew that the state of Texas charges you $40 a tire to get rid of it? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got my I, quote. 
I got and my you want, and you want to stay down there. That's what kills me. I, I I don't want to stay down here, Burke. I I want to get someplace else, but I I I get job offers down here. Mm. I I've applied to probably 150 jobs in Ohio. Wolstein Center, Cedar Point. I mean, I. I've applied to a hundred jobs in Ohio and been turned down for every one of them. 30, 30 years of experience in the entertainment industry. And I've been turned down for every entertainment job in Ohio. So these people down here want me to work. I'm going to go work. Yeah. That's a, it's just a fact. I hate to say that. Fair enough. I, I even applied to the University of Akron. <laughs> did you get I, checked in here, Kitty? Of course he did. All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, today is the two towers. We last week did the Fellowship of the Rings, which I don't think has released yet. Uh, let me see here. The only time this cat ever wants anybody to touch it is it, only during this podcast. Get out yeah. of my get out of my drink. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, is due to come. It is slated to come out August first and August second. Okay. Uh, right now, we still have in the can top ten directors part two, which will come out tomorrow. Uh, free for all show, uh, which is an interesting show that we had, which will be out on July 28th and 29th. And you uh, said your brother's show came out. Oh my gosh. My brother's show came out and it was one of the, the biggest downloads we ever had. <laughs> uh, I, I actually talked to people who, um, who listened to the podcast. Uh, I had people call me. I had people email me. All of them said the same thing. That is the, the, the biggest thing that I heard was that is the funniest shit I have ever heard in my uh, life. Yeah, I mean, I sat back. I didn't talk a whole lot because I was just like in awe and, and I couldn't believe I was hearing. <laughs> are, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, because she cut out. No, I, I was coughing and, and muted myself like a, a good uh, professional. <laughs> you, you have nothing to worry about. No, I'm a professional. I'm <laughs> Relax. I, as I went to school. <laughs> oh, look at that. I got to fix that. I, I went on the... Uh, the red circle website to see when when everything is slated to come out and i apparently was stupid enough to set our free-for-all show to um to be published at 11 30 in the evening tomorrow night oh tonight oh, God. <laughs> all right what what is the date right now no in two days there we go. Okay. So everything is set to 7 a.m. now. I'm 
I'm feeling much better about that. Top 10 directors, second half of it's coming out this, coming out tomorrow. Cool. So people, please go listen to it. Enjoy it. If you have not heard the pick away prison episode yet, um, check it out. It's it. It's probably the best of the year so far. Uh, oh my gosh. That was just freaking hilarious. Uh, I I have decided that after Lord of the Rings, I'm gonna be reposting the the music edition. Uh, okay. I, I I just I feel like that that's that's a really good show, even though it was one of the first shows that we did. Yeah, it was early on, so like, yeah, my mic quality is gonna be pretty horrible. Well, you know what I I almost think. Okay, so here's what I think I might do. I'm going to send you the raw version of it to right. sit down and listen to. And I'll let you make the decision. Do we run with that or do we redo it with the knowledge that we have now? I mean, we've learned a lot about using Zoom. We've learned a lot about, the, I mean, our audio quality and video quality is totally different now. Um. I think it would be an interesting show to have up now because it would be a, like a before and after kind of thing. But I'll listen to it first if you want me to. Yeah, I think I'll send it to you so that we can we can make the decision on that. It's okay. not a, it's not a bad show. I mean, but yeah, you're right. You're well, you were using your headset at that point in time, and the the quality on that wasn't wasn't the worst. No, it was a Sen it's a Sennheiser set, so I mean it was pretty good for being headsets. But man, I'll tell you what, the difference in in listen when I listened to it the other day, and then listen to what we're we're doing now, I I was just like, there's a big difference there. I, I think I and sound better on my mic on our podcasts. <laughs> than you do <laughs> which is scary <laughs> wait 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 say that again i think my mic on the podcast sounds better than your microphone does on the podcast. although i don't think i've listened to one since you've got that microphone this mic. yeah yeah the, this mic is totally different um i i actually like the sound of this mic better than the one that i had before the one that i had before was open-ended on both sides so i couldn't have a fan on oh uh, is it uh, oral is that what they call them or yeah, yeah. It, it it would it would pick up from all different sides which is okay so you have omnidirectional and unidirectional unidirectional omnidirectional well, yeah because this thing's got a button that i can hit if i want it to be omnidirectional yes yes you can switch yours the old studio mic that i had i couldn't switch yeah okay which i mean it it was a studio mic it was it was yeah made, you wanted to pick up everything yeah it was made to to pick up choirs and and stuff like that it was a good it's a good mic and i'll use that in the studio if i ever have somebody else come in yeah uh and you see every so often a thing pops up on my screen that shows a hand gesture. <laughs> I don't think I have that turned on or I don't have the ability. I don't know. I, Do you have the chat window open or something? Where does it pop up? Yeah, I have the chat window open. Um, 
Oh, oh yeah. And, and I do not say this live on the air, but I have changed my, uh, well, you'll see here in a second. Are you ready? Sure. Z <laughs> yeah, guys was shaking up. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to turn that on now. <laughs> oh, now you're clapping! Yay! Yay! Well, you know they 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 had had this big thing on the news the other day about about Zoom making different colors available because people were upset about the yellow hands everyone using the yellow hands so whatever so i chose my color and we'll just leave it at that (laughs) uh all right ladies and gentlemen you say i have recognized hand gestures on but it doesn't do anything well that wasn't that wasn't a uh uh recognize hand gestures thing that was um, if you if you click on more, you'll see reactions. Uh, click on, got, got the reactions. All click right. on reactions. You'll see the more. hands. But now I got nothing but emojis to choose from. Yeah. Take that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are a snake. <laughs> but mine doesn't recognize hand gestures, even though it's got it clicked on. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand that whole thing. I'm gonna have to look that up. I mean, boom. <laughs> it's a big thumb. It's a big thumb. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> As she pulled it out of the brown eye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, 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 this was exciting too. Uh, you, you remember pump up the volume, the yes. Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater. Yeah. Well, I had added everybody knows to our, our set list one, one day, which is the song that he plays before he goes on the air every time, um, by concrete blonde. Uh, but in the movie they slowed it down i learned how to do that (laughs) oh wait 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 a little too slow, Scott. Everybody knows the dice are loaded. Everybody knows. It's Betty Hill. <laughs> Everybody knows the boat is sinking. Everybody oh, knows yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I... This new computer is the best thing. (laughs) Oh, I don't have it up there. I don't have it up there. Everybody wants a box of chocolates and a long stem. Anyways, that is not the song that I was going to go out on. This.
is the song that we will be going out on. No hard feelings? my tongue that music's so good ah i have no clue who wrote it uh some dude uh, i can't remember his name jonathan williams god yeah he is incredible <laughs> all right so we're here two towers yay now, last week, I did the in-depth journey through the movie. Which I thought worked great, and we should continue with that. I think this week, Burke should lead the in-depth uh, look into this film. I'm not set up for that, so this is going to suck horribly. <laughs> I would say I'm going to help you. And I will. <laughs> but before we do that, we have to do our normal stuff of details, details, details. Like when was it released, Burke? Uh, 
officially why don't i have that written down how do i have that one written down december, for the next one december Sec- 10th 10th okay 2002 okay i do know it was oh sorry i have 2002 two hours 59 minutes six oscar nods two wins rotten tomatoes take a guess I'm going to say the same thing I said last time, and that's 95. Absolutely on the nose. Would you like to guess at the audience score? 98. It's 95 again. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't. You don't usually see them match up perfectly either. No. Um, Roger Ebert? Sure. How many stars do you think he gave it? He does one through four. Four? Four, I think, yeah. Um, hang on a second. I've got a cat that's about to piss behind my couch. Where the hell's my fucking water bottle? Get out of there! Thank goodness he pressed his mute bar before he went on a pussy-killing <laughs> rampage. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, I didn't hit my mute button, so I am just <laughs> a jackass unlike Burke. <laughs> All right, so where were we? Uh, Cisco and Ebert, one through four. I'm going to say on this one, he gave it a two. No, gave it a three on this one. Really? Yeah. See, I mean, I, 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 I recall reading his stuff. He was like, well, you know, this could have been better, this could be better, but it's still a solid three. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But okay, so the thing about him is that he really understands the um the whole trilogy thing. He understands the middle movie. The middle movie is always a hit or miss. You're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. Because it's usually the setup for the last movie. Uh, even even with Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Well, The Empire Strikes Back was the setup for the last movie. But I will tell you what. The Empire was kick-ass. It was better than the third movie. <laughs> that was the best movie besides the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first one was still the best. But. And, and honestly, in the second movie, I could have done without all the Dagobah shit. Um, yeah, that that's the only thing that brought me down. But I mean, it got worse with the freaking Ewoks. So I'm not even gonna. We'll do that discussion another day. And and honestly, when we do Star Wars, we're not gonna separate it like we did the Lord of the Rings. We're just gonna we're gonna do the the trilogy all as one. You're looking right. at me like I'm absolutely crazy. <laughs> now I'm looking at I, you like you're on drugs. It's a completely different look. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't do drugs, damn it. Oh, wait. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> God. No, so there's a button to press, and you know what it is. Do you still have it up? I had to take them out for things like this. Nothing uh, out there. Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find them in your box? 
Oh, that sounds like, oh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Scott, you suck. <laughs> uh, Self-deprecation. Yeah, <laughs> it just is what it is. I mean, I'm stuck. I, I'm going to have to move this over here so that I can fix all the, everybody, give me a moment. Burke's going to tell you a little story. And that's, a man named Jed. What and, do you want from me, man? And and that story is all about box office revenue. And of course, whatever I have is going to kind of not jive with what he has. But according to my sources here, uh, worldwide, uh, Lord of the Rings was the number one movie worldwide. Now, domestically, it was actually beaten up by Spider-Man. Yeah, Not how, by much. How'd that by a little, I don't know. And Spider-Man beat out Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets domestically. and, and But worldwide was very close for Lord of the Rings. Uh, Star Wars 2 Attack of the Clones came in number four worldwide. Men in Black, Die Another Day, Signs, uh, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, which is a really fun movie. Um, Austin Powers and Gold Members on the list at number 13 worldwide. Uh, Eight Mile, Born Identity, that was a great movie. Red Dragon, that was a great movie. Panic Room, Some of All Fears, Road to Perdition, Sweet Home Alabama, and The Scorpion King with its awesome CGI. It was so good. Who's in Scorpion King? Uh, the Rock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Some of the worst CGI. Right. Now, granted, the poorest guys in the CGI department like were thrown the task of putting the rock's face on a scorpion body, and they were given like a week to make so, it happen. So, yeah. were you were you listing off of the worldwide? That was all worldwide, uh, in order worldwide only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they 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 were number one, but you know, Sisterhood of the Divine, fucking dumbass panties that you never wanted to put on after the girl wore them um came out in like 67 i think oh, oh i only 64. went up to like i went up to 27 on this list just because i didn't want to bore star trek nemesis oh my gosh what Ugh. what a gorgeous film that was i mean uh, it was pretty but it was just a star trek episode uh, you know see. and i i love me some star i love me some john luke picard don't get me wrong but it was just K a Star Trek episode. K-19, The Widowmaker. Oh, another movie with Harrison Ford trying to do an accent that he can't do. Never seen it. have no clue. I, it was Hunt for the Red October all over. Um, On a mountain? On a mountain. I think of K twelve and I think of Mount or K two and I think of K nineteen the Widowmaker. When Russia's first nuclear submarine malfunctions on its maiden voyage, the crew must race to save the ship. Gotcha. He plays the captain of a Russian vessel and has the worst accent in the whole movie. It was just it was horrible. Yeah, there weren't I mean, there were some good movies that came out. Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Spider-Man was phenomenal. Uh, it, Minority Report was actually a pretty damn good film. It My, didn't perform well, but it was it was good. Minority Report is actually a great flick. People need to go see it. Uh, it, it didn't do too bad though. It it it, it was one hundred thirty two domestic and three fifty eight yeah. worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eight Mile was was in this. Not yeah. a big fan of that. Mm. But but nineteen, The Born Identity. I love all three of the born. Oh yeah, but that first one was definitely one of the best. Yeah, Men in Black Two. <clears throat> I don't. I don't even. Uh, Men in Black One was was phenomenal. Oh yeah, just that it was a great flick. Men in Black Two, I was not as impressed with. Yeah, I can't even remember what that one was. Well, they were both in it again. Yeah. Um. I think that's the one where M ends up leaving. Uh, I don't know. The one where he goes back in time, which might have been number three, I loved. Yeah. Because they had Brolin playing the younger version of M, and my God, he just nailed that performance. It was hilariously good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, I have Amazon packages. Ooh. Oh no! I'm gonna leave them sit out there and see uh, see if the the guy next door tries to steal it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, made in Manhattan, wasn't that uh, J Lo? That was J Lo, I think. Yeah, yeah, I didn't go that far down the list. Gangs of New York, Road of Perdition, Some of All Fears, Panic Room, Two Week Notice. I what the hell is that one about? Uh, two week notice. We I mean, only did ninety three domestically, but it was one hundred ninety nine worldwide. What was what number was it on on the worldwide? Twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, there was two week notice. Let's see what it is. Hugh Laurie and Sandra Bullock. Not Hugh Grant and oh, Sandra Bullock. I was going to say Hugh Laurie. That should have been way up there. But yeah, Hugh Grant. All right, whatever. Okay. Yeah. There, I it mean, was the chick film out of all of those. Okay. Well, honestly, if you go through this whole list, one of the, one of the things that I, I really wanted to point out is that almost 70% of the flicks are, are chick flicks, um, rom-coms, different stuff like that. The other, the other 40% is action adventure. There was not a lot of, of any... well, Scooby, Scooby-Doo was on the list. Yeah, that's, that's true. That that fits into that. Sh- Chicago was at number twelve, and that's a great stage show. Well, yes, but you're you're talking about a romantic. I know. Ah, true. Well, I don't know. Prison uh, romance. I don't know about that, but okay. I mean, <laughs> catch me if you can. Is they uh, got uh, Tom Hanks and DiCaprio's. You know, they were going to see that for just the eye candy. Oh yeah. Anyways. My big frat Greek wedding was like number nine. Barbershop. There you go. Barbershop 61. Triple X. Huh. Uh, Number 14. That was uh, a. Vin Diesel, wasn't it? Vin Diesel, yeah. Uh, Blue Crush. Oh, that was a surfer movie, wasn't it? It it was. Um, a hardcore surfer girl prepares for a big competition. She finds herself falling for a football player. Uh, it's, it's an hour and a half of 
super, super skinny girls in bikinis. I, I think it was the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, why it never got an Oscar nomination is beyond me. None of us know. Mean... <laughs> they were robbed, man. They were fucking robbed. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my uh, Buffalo Trace uh, thing here and go. Man, this stuff is smooth. Like you don't notice you're drinking it until you stand up and go, "Whoops, <laughs> that's a lot of booze." That's good stuff. Holy cow! Holy cow! Holy cow! This is going to be a long podcast today. That's okay. That's okay. I have, I have, I have a cunning plan. Device. Yes. When, <laughs> when, when we hit it, it's no. <laughs> when I start noticing that Burke's starting to sway and slur. <laughs> Wait, how did they get on the top screen? What the hell? What what the hell's the hand for? I don't know. I was trying to do <laughs> that. There we go. I don't, what? I cannot hide the. How do we get off the top? I don't want to make the top of the screen. Move yourself back up there. No, you are you are up top now. I my now my head's at the top. I don't want it to be at the top. Your, what did I head? do? You played with that. I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's an aubergine move there. That's what that is. <laughs> and, and what I can't figure out. Oh, lower hand there. Oh, the, oh, thank God. Oh, I get it. My thing stays at the top while my hand is right. Oh, that's actually kind of a cool little Zoom meeting thingy. I, I have my screens locked, so you're always there. Uh, Mothman mm -hmm. Prophecies. Ooh, love that. Hmm. All right, so. Uh, so. Yeah, we went into, we talked the money, we talked all the, the crap. Um, we've already talked ahead of time about the musical director, the director. So we don't, and, and the cast, we don't really have to go uh. into. Now, as far as the cast goes, we had some new characters come in. We had Faramir come into this one. Yeah. Uh, Amir, uh, the, or the uh, Theoden. Theoden, Arwen. Um, well, yeah. And um, who was uh, the brother? Boromir's brother. That's, that's Faramir. Faramir. Who okay. was um, uh, Carl Urban's character? Yeah. Who, who was uh, Theoden's child? Uh, the the horse rider that got banished. That's uh, Carl Urban's character. I can't. Oh, yeah. Man. How do we not have IMDb up? We are bad people. It's because we are the CITs. So so piteous. Two towers. Two towers. Blink. Oh, God. Blink. I... Um, and of blah, course, blah, 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 blah. Mine went to Box Office Mojo, which I don't need. I need all the cast. We'll need to find Carl, Control F. Carl, no. There's a lot of Carls in there. Yeah, let's do the urban. How's that? That should garner the results. 
Aomir. Carl Urban played Aomir. Or Aomer. Okay. Uh, this is really the first time that Andy Circus gets to, I would say, act. Because he pops up as just a head and creepy eyeballs in the first film. Yes. Um. Yes, this is a. This is actually. Uh, they they actually spend time in the movie explaining a lot more of of Gollum and and his. Uh, is that the third film where they have like the whole beginning where he's a Hobbit? Yes. God, I love that sequence. Right, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I, I wish they would have had that in the Two Tower sequence. Um, I almost I, feel like it's better because, like, you you get to see him in this movie, and then you get the background story. I I I think they did it right, honestly, the way they did it. Okay, Just I opinion. disagree, but that's okay. You, you always do, you know. Oh, uh, there's yeah. another. Oh, uh, Worm Tongue shows up in this movie too. Uh, yes, Brad Dor. No, what's his name? Uh, Dwarf is his last. Dior. Brad. Like Dwarf. 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 D o u r i f. I love him. Remember him from the original Dune movie? Yes. Oh yeah. He was he, he always plays the creepiest of characters, but god he does it so well. Uh, Durif, yeah, Brad Durif is worm tongue. Mm-hmm. He's been in so many good things too. I forgot he's in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Wait a minute. Yeah. What did I just see? I don't know. Oh, no. I thought he was in Spies Like Us. Young Like Us. I'm like, he was in Spies Like Us? No way. No, no. Young Like Us. Never mind. My bad. Never mind. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, I think I've gone through. It was, was it Craig Parker? Who did he play? Uh, let me get back to the list. Craig Parker. How dear. I don't even see him in the list anywhere. Uh, there, James Lee pay, played Hama, which is uh, Christopher Lee's son. No, no, spelled okay. totally different. Uh, my bad. All right. Uh, oh, Nathan Lee's is in here as an Ooglock. There's John Lay. Okay. Oh yeah, he was uh one of the guards in. At at uh, Rohan, yes, yeah. Morwen, man. There's so many people I forget about. Oh dear. Um. Okay. Let's. I. I guess we should just freaking get into just, this. Just. Just do it. Just do it, man. So the beginning of the movie, um, actually has a a a it goes. 
back in time kind of thing. Yes, where where we actually saw Gandalf's kind of journey and fight with the Balrog. It's like you gotta love it because like it starts at him hanging on the edge, going "Fly, you fools!" and you, and he falls, and you think, "Oh man, poor old dude's gonna die." And then no, he grabs his staff, then he grabs his sword, then he starts kicking the ass of this like fire demon. You're like, "Ooh, badass, good guy, man." <laughs> and it you you don't know the the extent or detail of of what happened with with all of that but you did realize that that gandalf may not be may not be gone and if you've ever played D, he went off soloed the boss and got all the good loot what a what a mm-hmm. bastard move. <laughs> he, 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 he got he, purple drops off of that son of a bitch. Wow, dick maneuver. <laughs> he rolled that 20-sided die, and guess what? <laughs> it came up 20. All uh, right. Um so, so yes, we 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 go from from the first movie to, to where we are now. We go and see that whole recreation in the Mines of Moria. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, no, I had my microphone muted there. It's like, I also wanted to, to point out when Gandalf and the Balrog are falling through that tunnel and everything, there's that scene at the end where there's that humongous lake. And I got to admit, man, they did such a beautiful job of, you know how like when you see a 747 up in person and it's just freaking huge, but when you see it, in the sky it looks tiny they that same perspective they used in this shot where gandalf and the balrog are falling it it looks like a snail's pace and the scale of that shot is just amazing just so well done way to go weta very good job yes very good job um well we kind of proceed uh along with um Sam and Frodo traveling and traveling and we're lost. And, and the really, I think one of the cool things about that scene when they were trying to get through all the rocks is like that fog that, that they had in there was real fog. It just rolled in on the day of the shoot and they're like, fuck it. It looks great. Let's use this stuff. And just kept rolling with it. That was not like man-made fog. That was New Zealand fog and it worked perfectly. Uh, Yes. And and this is where we start um getting that interaction with with Gollum. Gollum and Frodo. Yep. Uh I mean this is where Sam and, and Frodo actually catch him. Yep. Uh and, and I thought it was a very interesting uh way that they did the film because it didn't it didn't resonate this in the book as much. Um, but Gollum really started to to trust and believe in Frodo. And it, it was, I mean, at least this is how it was coming across on the film. Yeah, that's how they played it that way, definitely. Yeah. We can't talk about anything else till the next film. It, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Well, y- you can sort of. 
because yeah, but I mean, it, it was weird because you knew there were two personalities there, right? And there's there's Gollum and there's Smeagol. Smeagol, and like actually Frodo tells him you were Smeagol at one time, and and he's like, oh crap, I was, and yeah, yeah. Talk about bipolar. Oh yeah, um, I, I mean it. It was really kind of cool the way that 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 Peter Jackson had Andy Serkis actually play off that though. I mean, he played two characters at once, and oh. they 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 would they literally had a two minute conversation walking through the woods, and it well like the one conversation that Gollum and Smeagol are having. I think it was looking in the water. I can't remember. He's either like going on either sides of a pillar or he's looking at the water. Like they did all those scenes in one take. Like Andy was just acting his ass off going back and forth between the two things. And the beautiful thing is like, if you noticed the pupils, like Gollum had the, you know, uh, Smeagol had the big pupils, like a puppy dog and Gollum had the tiny pupils. Like, but it was all like, happening at one and he did a brilliant acting job i mean it really sucked because back then the oscars would not recognize andy circus's performance because it was but that was Gollum. that wasn't you it's like i'm sorry don't fucking actors play other parts and they get recognition for it that's what this guy was doing but you're not going to recognize him it it sucked it was bad but now now this was not the first time that we've seen cgi used the way that it was used but this was the first time that uh the entire body was cgi'd yeah and and it was great because then the other two actors had a real presence to act on and that was all andy's voice and he did it in real time he had something called uh uh smeagol juice because like it messed up his throat every now and then it was like uh lemon and honey and ginger to soothe his throat from doing that that voice all the time because it, it messed with him pretty bad well that um in in the theater it's it's earl gray tea with honey and that will tighten up your vocal cords to to make it make it better andy circus was pitched the role of Gollum by his agent who rang him up and asked him if he wanted to do uh, a three-week voiceover? Oh wow! <laughs> for, for the work in New Zealand. However, Peter Jackson was so blown away by Circus's audition, he decided to have him perform the movements for Gollum, as well as the voiceover. So Andy Circus sold himself in an audition and changed the way that this movie was going to be made very nice which is phenomenal i mean i i love hearing stuff like that Uh, there's another little bit like that i'll get to later on in the movie but yeah just stuff found out while filming and they incorporated into the film so yeah uh gollum is a cgi character Peter Jackson wanted the character to be performed, be performer oriented. So Andy Serkis, the voice of Gollum, played the character in a motion capture suit. Like I said, we've we've seen these 
suits before, but they were never used in full context like the, like this was. Uh, Circus also played scenes with Elijah Wood, Frodo, and Sam Astin, Sam, on set to give the actors a focal point. Yep. So it, was this one of the first films that they did the um, the facial recognition, like the dots all over the face and the cameras on the face to actually get his well, performance like I, capture? Like I said, the, the motion capture suit has been around since 1996, I think it was. Uh, it's been around for a while. But this was the first time that they used the markers on the face so that you could see, so that you could get facial recognition. So this is uh, the first performance capture yeah, yeah. in a movie. Yeah. Okay. Like you've, you've seen Roger Rabbit and you've seen the way that they, they use motion capture suits for that, but they didn't do motion capture for the faces or, right. or any of that stuff. So it's been around for a while, but this was the first time that you really saw them really. The, the, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. His performance live was the performance you got in CGI. Yes. Um. All right. And, and that's uh, just still holds up today, which is just mind blowing. So we, we remember that, that Mary and Pippin were taken by the Urukai. And they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. And they were taking the hobbits to Isengard, <laughs> which one of my favorite lines. Let me see if I have it. Uh, <laughs> they made that into a rap song on YouTube, which just blew my mind. <laughs> uh, this is this one. I would cut off your head, dwarf. If it stood but a little higher from the ground. <laughs> Here's Carl. <laughs> uh, Did you, when you first... be a great round master, Kenji. My garden is a held in high honor. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying. I'm now for rat. Now for No. <laughs> you didn't label your shit, did you? <laughs> I would cut off your head. There will be no... I wasted on cross Final count. I am a pass of hard death to bandy crooked words with a witness. You're just shooting your whole wad in one segment. Frodo Baggins is my name. I did not save it. I'm Aww. so I'm so pissed. I ha I have it. Looks like meat's back on the menu. <laughs> I will cut that little bit out so that nobody hears all that. But, but yes, that, that no, might, you won't. <laughs> it, that was one of my favorite parts of the of that flick. Looks, Looks like, like meat's, meat's back, back on, on the, the menu. table, boys. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, so they're 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 moving along. Yeah, they're moving along. They we're stop. not even we're not even going to talk about the whole kick in the head thing. It's been overdone to death. What kick in the head? You mean the helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know. You you got to talk about it though. He did break his foot. He, he kicked a helmet that had a orc's head in it so hard he broke a toe, and he, he in his you know and, and on the film it looks like he goes to his knees in anguish. No, he was in pain. He broke a toe. It was bad. But 
They kept going. This, this is where we figure out that Marion Pippin survived. Yep. The uh the attack. Oh wait, wait! I can use this one. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. So Theoden's son and his group of bandits no, who uh, were exiled. Nephew, nephew. His son died, and he didn't get to see it. Right. That's his nephew. Well, I thought that was his other son. No, no, no. That was his nephew. He had a, a son and a daughter. The son okay. died, and he was under the spell. The daughter's still there. Uh, Brad Dorif's worm tongue is trying to woo her. Um, and, and, and my he does such a good job in that role. Oh, my God. But anyway. Anyways. So, do you, when you saw the film, did you realize that Carl Urban was the character of Amir? Like he played Judge Dredd and like, did you, and, and Bones on Star Trek, the, the reboot? And yeah, I mean, he's, he's that good of an actor. You don't really realize it until like Helm, you know, Helm's deep. But anyway. Anyways. Cause I only have 11 minutes left and we aren't even through the first 15 Five minutes, minutes. <laughs> uh so so they, they meet up they meet up with the with the the writers oh. of rohan that was yep. it the a, riders a, of rohan and get a couple horses take off to the battlefield they get a couple of horses that the other thing that that they get or or they get the information that that the Urukai that they were following, they killed the night before. And I think I think Aramir feels bad, like he might have killed their friends on accident. I think that's why he gives them the horses. I I think it's I think it's just because he understands who who Vigo Mortensen is. Um, he knows that he's the heir to to Gundor. Um, so, anyways. They uh they they or Vico Mortensen's character notices after kicking the helmet and breaking his toe that the the hobbits the first thing he says is what a hobbit lay here. Yeah. And he's, a, he's an expert tracker because he's been doing that for years. A hobbit lay here. And another, and he finally figures out that they crawled all the way into Fangorn Forest, not Fangorn Forest. Yeah, yeah. What, whatever would drive them to go into Fangorn <laughs> Forest? I love John Reese Davies. Always have. So hard uh, to believe he's the same dude from Indiana Jones. In Indiana oh, Jones. It, oh, Indy, I'm so glad to see you alive. <laughs> English actor playing uh, what uh, an Irish or a Scottish dwarf or an Egyptian or whatever. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Bad dates. <laughs> That's a great line. Holy cow. Oh, that's very deadly. You go first. <laughs> The thing is, is that he had the same comedy in this that he had in Indiana Jones. It was it was a little more low key in this one, which made it even better. I mean, 
He, he he did have some great lines. He had some freaking hilarious lines. And my favorite film. line comes in the next film, but we'll get there eventually. Oh, my mine was mine was in this one, and it, it was. Go ahead, throw me. Just don't tell the elf. <laughs> yeah, I love the the look he gives. Him, like, you want me to toss a door of it? And just don't tell the elf. <laughs> ah <laughs> uh, yes um learned his lessons so, <laughs> so they they figure out that that marion or uh marion pippin, pippin are most alive. likely still alive yep uh we bounce back and forth between between them and, and rohan and rohan which is is key because uh, we we start to figure out that um that saruman has a hold of the king has a hold of the king um and and that's that's bad the that's badness bad. is going on there yeah it's it's um, bad okay it's bad i i i should i should go back though because uh in the fangorn forest there's something that happens there's something very important that happens. They um, meet a friend. Well, they meet a friend who saves them from being the one orc eaten or stabbed or something horrible. Can we just eat their legs? They don't need those. They uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't need the legs. They're nice and tasty looking. <laughs> So, so they turn, they turn around or, um, they, they go into Fangorn forest looking for the hobbits. Yeah. They, they go into Fangorn forest to, 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 to get away. Well, I, I, I'm still on the hobbits here. The oh. hobbits, the hobbits run into the, end. Ent, the ents. Or N ent. N ent. And for those of you who don't know what an ent is, it is a tree that is living. They are the herders of the trees. They are the protectors of the trees. They're big living trees that can walk around. And uh the once again, we, we come to Wetterworks and what I what a great I, job. I have it, to sit back and go. That was incredible. The how do you how do you bring a tree to life? Like it, the first time it opens up his eyes, you're like, you, you think they're just climbing in a tree, and it's like, oh crap, this thing's alive. And the movements look great. You, I mean, it's so subtle that like when they're walking, their feet appendages, like the little roots, grab and dig into the ground every yeah. time they take a step. I mean, it's subtle, but it's just it's beautifully done. Now the ants, the the ants. I'm not gonna say what it does to the orchids. So it's freaking hilarious. Um, but the ant can't figure out if these are mini orcs or, or what something they are. different. Yeah, and and you know who so, did the voice for Treebeard, right? No, I don't know. It's John Reese Davies. It's it's Gimli. Was it? Oh I love yeah, that. I love that. <laughs> love Anyways, uh, so the end is going to take the hobbits to see the white wizard. 
and they're like, oh, crap, that's the bad guy. Because that's Saruman. Yeah. Or so they think. I'm not gonna... We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get there. In yeah. the next segment. But we we now see Merry and Pippin basically being held by the Zend. Who... That whole scene was just gorgeous. Oh, I yeah. loved how the Ent was holding them while he was walking and, and the, the, the cinematography, the way that they made it look was phenomenal. Yeah. And we do have some other shots going back to Sam and Frodo going through the swamp at that point. And we're walking, we're walking, we're Well, walking. yeah, but you got this great pullback shot. All of a sudden you hear this like screech in the distance and Gollum's like, in there and it pulls back and there's a hey, shot hey, of the hey, hold on what what did you say and, and... Gollum yeah Gollum just don't Smeagles Smeagol said it no no say what it was just don't get close to your microphone because it cut you out oh was, he's like hide everyone hide and they all hide I can't do a Smeagol voice that was awesome, man. That was, I'm so glad I made you do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this pullback shot, and you see the Witch King, the, the the main bad guy of the nine, and you're thinking, oh, he's riding on a horse or something like that. No, they pull back out even further, and he's on this dragon, snake, monster, flying mount thingy, and it's badass, too. It's technically yeah. called a fell beast. So... But yeah, that's just a badass shot. I mean, that's just a great looking monster. Oh, a, yeah, it was. It was great. It was great. It was fun. It wasn't a dragon because it had this like almost like worm like face. It's great design. Holy cow! Now, as I said, people, Sam and Frodo are actually have actually made this decision to go through the gates of Mordor to get to Mount Doom to, to kill the ring. get to Mount Doom and as they are traveling they they see a lot of stuff I mean you know they have Smeagol with them as basically a captor um, but they see the the army of what I'm not I'm never gonna say this correctly the the the, the dead in the swamps well i actually just kind of bypassed that whole thing oh, okay because it, it was it's I mean, cool but yeah it's whatever yeah they get they actually get to the front gates of mordor right and they see and, um and they see the army of it's the of, army of the east uh the corsair not the corsairs but yeah some some bad guy army rolling into the front gate Basically, basically, they're being hired as mercenaries yeah. to help the Urukai and Sauron and to orcs and whatever to kill all humans. Now, what what was weird to me about that is that they were human. They yeah. they looked Egyptian, yeah, or Arabian or something, yeah, Arabian Nights. I got the thing about Gullen having a conversation with himself. Mm. 
Oh man, dude, we didn't even get to the potato scene. No, not yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, I mean, that's right. That is after that. That is after that. My bad. I mean, they they decide that they're gonna go through through the front, and Gollum stops them. Yeah, they fall down to the side of a hill, and hilarity ensues, and yes. Gollum stops them, and Gollum's... and then and then Gollum says, "There's another way to get in," and yes. and like and Samwise is all pissed off, going, "Why didn't you tell us that?" And and Gollum's like, "You didn't ask." Look, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, you this, said take it to the front gate. I took it to the front gate. What do you want? This is a, uh, uh, yeah. This is where this is where the fish catching happens, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. But at this point in time, we have we have to, to take a break. We have to take a break, guys. I know that because um, my bladder says we got to take a break. And I have. Oh, I have so many things. I have so many things to uh, to go out to. But I'm going to go out to one of Burke's favorites. If I had hair, I'd be thrashing it right now. All right, guys, we'll see you in a bit. Enjoy the song, everyone. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Oh, yeah. What's up? Do you know where I found that song? I have no clue. Gordon Ramsay, the uh, the chef, yes, used to have a show in the UK called the F Word, and uh, that that was how I got hooked on Gordon Ramsay. I love him. I love his attitude. I love his shit. Um, every time I go to Las Vegas, I eat at his restaurant. Having um, having worked in restaurants. Uh, like every time I saw his antics, I'm like, there's this toxic asshole. There's no fucking way I want to watch any show he's on. But then I saw like a clip from one of the shows that he did with the little kids trying to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My God, the guy is a sweetheart with children. I'm like, all right, I can't hate the guy. He, he's okay. He's okay. He's a dick to people, but he's, a, oh God, he's such a sweetheart with little you kids. Know- he he's a dick with certain people, and I I don't know I, I my management style is my management style any different? I'm a dick. <laughs> I mean, go ask. Yeah, but Kyle. not an abusive, abrasive dick like him. he's just he he. It's it's bad enough you're in a high stress situation anyway to have I that mean, guy just breathing down your fucking neck is just wrong. I mean, I've, I've lived through it. It's just you know. I'm not going to shove a broomstick so far up your ass that you die. Um, unlike at Pickaway Prison. <laughs> Go listen to the episode, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Shawshank on methamphetamines is what that show was all about. I, I don't know. I I went through the Navy, so I guess I'm, I'm a little... Uh, desensitized to people being dicks um so yeah i i actually i actually love gordon ramsay i think he's i think he's got their job to get you to do this hello what'd you i just muted myself because i was drinking oh well no all i heard was it's his job to deduce and oh like, no! What? I mean, in the, in the in the Navy, it's their job to be dicks to get you to do what they need you to do. But when oh, you get these like okay. toxic assholes in real life, that just that's the way they act a hundred percent of the time, just because they think they can get away with it. Yeah, that's bullshit. But when I saw that he wasn't a hundred percent toxic asshole, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, we've got to get to it now. Yes. Uh, no, and then I, I found my stuff about Carl Urban. Oh shit! Here we go. No, no, no. He's a he, Judge Dredd, John from the movie Doom, uh, Bones McCoy, Vacco from the Riddick movie, Strode Ooh. from Ragnarok, Billy Butcher from the Boys is Amir, Guard of the Riddimark, Ganos backup for the ride down the hill at sunup on the seventh day. 
Carl Urban is the man. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. <laughs> what a great line. What a great line. <laughs> um, and the Dead Marshes we were talking about a minute ago, that whole bit was actually just filmed in a flooded parking lot with a green screen behind it and some fog machines and dressed up by the art department. And... So I, I just, I, I just read one of the pieces of trivia that I have saved and I've got to say it now. Go, I, go do it. They couldn't recruit enough men in the six foot height area to play Urukai. So men from the five foot height level were cast as well. What were they called? Uh, I don't know. What were they called? Eric Lowe. Eric Lowe. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, as orcs have black blood, it was only natural that the inside of their mouths should not be pink. What did they use? Licorice? Licorice-based mouthwash. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't do it. Could oh, not no. do it. I fucking hate licorice. Oh, hey, God, I hate black licorice. You and me both, I could not do it. Um, Can't drink Uzo. Cannot do it. Okay, I don't want to do that uh, one until we get to Helm's Deep. Uh, and I do have another little thing in here. We must give props to Howard Shore once again. His motifs, his riffs, his fills, his themes all blend so well. They They all tell you who you're watching and what is going on at any given time in this whole film. He's just the man. Um, we were talking about worm tongue and, and we mm. will get back into the synopsis of the whole thing, but um, yeah, maybe I should save that. Now nah, I'm going to say it anyways. Go ahead. Worm tongue. When worm tongue sees Saruman's army of. Oh Yeah. He cries. Yeah, he he like like he just wanted uh Eowyn, is that mm -hmm. her name? Mm -hmm. To love him. That I mean he like he knew he was a bad guy, but that's all he wanted. He wanted the like the hot chick to like him. Yeah. He didn't want to kill the whole fucking world. And I mean, well, the the thing is is that that wasn't in the script. Oh he, really? He apparently can can make himself cry on on demand like like any good actor can it's called acting thank you very much <laughs> uh, scene <laughs> uh figo mortensen broke two toes we already talked about that yeah. actually uh one of the running scenes like he had a broken toe somebody had a broken rib and somebody else had something broken like they were all three injured and just running across the plains of new zealand excuse me middle earth uh, like Mad Men. About two to three hundred horses were used throughout the trilogy. And they had women. They did not have enough men and horses. So they had women horse riders with beards stuck on their faces yeah. to fill out the ranks. 
All right, I'm I'm going to stop with the trivia for a little bit. Let's okay. let's, let's get back into this bitch. I mean, this movie. Uh, we're not allowed to say bitch anymore. I understand that. Um, um, okay. The only word that should ever be used around women that begins with B is the word beautiful. Bitches love that. <laughs> Going straight we to hell. Just lost all of our female audience. <laughs> Get down from there. Oh, he's he's playing with the touch screen. If something starts going off, it's not. Oh, fault. I've got cat prints on my screen, too, because a little asshole loves to play with the mouse or the cursor. <laughs> I just love the sound I effects just, of him smacking, smacking the fish. So, so we're we're coming up to to Burke's favorite scene. It is coming. What we need is a few good taters. What's totals, brussels? What's totals? Potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> oh, lovely big golden chip. <laughs> so many memes from these movies. It's so good. So, so Spiegel went out, went out hunting, and 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 they got a bracer of a bracer of conies, yes. as I think they referred to them. Yes, as. which which are. Supposedly rabbits yeah. rabbits from middle earth and uh a samwise you know uh, is like no we've got to cook this we've got to cook this oh uh, you got to ruin them <laughs> what a great what a great line um but this is when they break off to to notice the army again the, yeah the second army coming through the the only fans the only fans now before and, that there was a cut scene over to rohan yes where the 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 three of them on horseback show up to rohan and there's a scene where the flag rips off of a, a pole and, and blows over they all, everyone keeps thinking that that the flag ripping was was not planned. It was absolutely planned that the the wind would you know. But what was not planned was the fact that the wind perfectly took it and flew it all the way over to Vigo Mortensen and all the characters over there. He picked it up and grabbed it and took off. That was not scripted. Yeah, it was it, just great. And and it worked out really well. Um, we'll, we'll get into the the that because that's that's. That's where we uh, uh uh that's just the three of them. That's not them with Gandalf. That's just the three right. of them. Right. They they have not run into to wait, or where, did they? Did, no. I'm getting lost now. No, because No, they meet up with they meet up with the White Wizard in the forest. 
in Fangarn Forest. Yeah. Yeah, we we, so, we skipped over that. Shit. Holy shit. I am so sorry, people. I was in such a hurry to get a break in. So the guys go into Fangorn Forest to uh look for Marion Pippin. To look for Marion Pippin. And Legolas, who has his back turned, looks at um Vigo Mortensen, Aragorn. Aragorn's character, and says, The white wizard is approaching. And they're all expecting Saruman. They turn around. There's a bright light. They they try to like do arrows. They try to throw axes. They try to they try to kill sword. him. Yeah, and, and it's just effortlessly magicked away. And 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 in brilliant, in visual brilliant and audio. Yeah, not the the visuals and the audio both are brilliant in that are, point. Are are just absolutely perfect. He he turns his head and all of a sudden they realize it's Gandalf. And, and when he, and when not, the white wizards talking, they they blend uh Ian McKellen's voice and and Lee's voice together. It just kind of like warbles back and forth, so you're not sure who's talking. They the, even took Christopher Lee's eyes and superimposed them on uh, E. McKellen's, yeah, McKellen's eyes. body. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like it was just like you didn't be like, oh, wait, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And it turns out it's it's Gandalf. You really had no clue. No. And but when it happens, everyone is sitting there going, "Holy crap!" I mean, everyone in the audience was doing the same thing. Like, oh, what the, how what the heck? What and the what, heck? What was what was something your is that your brother calling of course <laughs> it's tuesday time for your brother to call i i don't know um how else to say uh i do a podcast every tuesday other than i, I do a fucking podcast every tuesday don't call me on tuesdays i will pay you the flip tomorrow. side is it was a great episode and yeah <laughs> so anyways i say anyways too much so we find out that gandalf is still alive gandalf does not know who gandalf is that yeah, because because Vigo is like Gandalf is like, yes, that's what they used to that call. Once. That's what they used to call me, Gandalf. That was like he like he lived an entire lifetime, died, lived another lifetime, and now he's back. He's slowly remembering stuff from yeah. what 150 years ago in his mind. Yeah. So it, it was it was a fabulous scene. It's kind of an interesting gig about like the whole white wizard, gray wizard thing. It's like sour, uh, sour man, since he turned to evil, basically he doesn't count as a white wizard anymore. So like the cosmos granted the title and powers of the white wizard to Gandalf because he had died in, in, in glorious well, battle defending his friends or whatever, you know, it was, it was it, cool as, as, as the elf, uh, uh, as Kate Blanchett said, 
he has fallen into the shadow world. So we don't necessarily know if he died or or what exact was it an existential you know transformation that happened i don't know we don't know that's all in J.R.R. tolkien's head um but it's all fantasy it was fabulous seeing him come back and in the white yeah i was like oh he leveled up he his staff went from the the gnarled kind of gray to the perfect white staff. Yeah. To the perfect white. Uh, now, it, wait, wait, I got a little trivia. Stop right there. Sure. I almost want to like screen share this. Did you know that Gandalf in his old staff had a spot for his tobacco pipe in his staff? No. Oh yeah. Here, wait a minute. Uh, screen share, please. Uh, you should be able to share on your own. Uh, I cannot start screen sharing while other participant is sharing. Oh, okay. So I have to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, that means I have to go here, here, here. Um, kill that up here. There you go. Oh, there we go. There you go. Can you see that? I can. See his pipe right there? I do. That That's just one of those tiny, subtle little details that this whole movie is just chock full of. So anyway. Hmm. Back to where we were. What were we talking about? Uh, Gandalf the White. Well, we were at Gandalf the White. Uh, all right, so they hook hook up with Gandalf the White. Yep, and then uh, they take off to, to Rohan. Rohan. Yep, and this is okay. Do I want to? Do I want? Because there's two things happening at the same time. This is what made the two towers actually a fun movie to rewatch. Yeah, this is as second movies go. There's so much fun stuff in this movie. So there really is. So they make it to Rohan. I love the scene of them going in to talk to the king too. They they (laughs) go up to go visit with Thandon and Wormtongue has already left explicit uh, instructions no weapons no weapons and no no staffs oh and that's the that's the dude that's that's the guard you were talking about earlier yes that's the dude right there because I love Ian McKellen's like you you wouldn't you know and and forego an old man in his walking stick would you and the thing is is that Ian McKellen is dressed in gray garb. Yeah, he's he got the gray, gray cloak. cloak. Yeah. And so you don't know that he has transformed. No, we do because of the forest. Well, but they we don't know. know. Yeah, we they know. Don't know. I know that you know that I know that you don't know. 
so what's that, going on? <laughs> that whole, you know, he walks in and he starts his talk and he flat out says, this is not, this is not you. We're, and, and he goes into an incantation. Wait, you have a, you have a soundbite for this. Oh, I do, don't I? Yes, you do. What do you think that would be called? I'm not here to bandy words with a... Uh... I have not passed so far in death to bandy crooked words with a witless word. <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> I mean, this is all, that was, this was almost as good as you shall not pass. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he is, he is and he's putting basically, the magic on and, and, and he's and, having this fight with Saruman. Well, that's, that's, yeah. Saruman is, is fighting back. Saruman is fighting back and he's still in the gray cloak. And all of a sudden Theoden starts to laugh. It's actually Saruman laughing through Theoden just starts to laugh. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Ian McKellen strips himself of the gray clothes, and you see that he is the white wizard. And everything starts to change. You've got you've got Theoden bleeding now. You've got uh and he's just getting closer and closer, and all of a sudden smacks Theoden in the head with the staff. And and Saruman you know, hundreds of miles away, gets smacked in the head metaphysically and falls backwards. What, and he, I love, he must, he I love Ar- slid thirty feet. I was like, <laughs> yes. And, and I love the fact that Gimli, Aragorn, and Legolas are just taking out guards left and right, barehanded. They're what? just like smack, 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 smack. I, I, I think the best part is Gimli putting his foot on Worm Tongue. Yeah, and and just you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Um, his staff. I told you to take his staff. Oh, worm time. What a a great character. Um, (laughs) Brad Dorf is such a great, creepy actor. He was even in a couple episodes of. uh, Oh God, it was one of the Star Trek shows. Catherine Janeway. Yes. He played like this psycho Maquis that they had locked up. And oh my God, did he nail that part too? Jeez, oh Pete. So yeah, that we, we they exercise uh they had Saruman out of the king. And it, what a great what I, I was it CGI per se, or was it just special effects that de-aged the king? Well, whatever it was, it was great. It it was almost like stop motion. Uh, and morphing at stop morph uh stop mo- motion with 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 anamorphic uh uh layering on top but yeah. the the way his eyes went from from being glazed cloudy over... and glazed and yellow to clear again and his skin went from ashen to pink and oh yeah it was it's a beautiful beautiful transition i i was kind of torn on this one because I almost felt that he was not the right person to play the king of Rohan. Really? Yeah. I and 
I dug his performance. But it, it, further on down the line, I think his performance is really shown. Uh, yeah. He, he's this... I mean, he, he's been under a spell. He's been beat down. He's doing everything he knows that he possible to save his people. Um, I know. I think he did a great job in the role. I mean, is there another actor that could have done it better? Maybe, but I uh, loved his performance. I, I don't know. I, I, you see, this is where you and I are going to differ again, because I, I really felt like, he was almost lackluster as as the king um yeah i i I don't know if that's maybe like due to writing or directing also i mean his i don't know i mean who would you have cast vincent reagan the name's familiar but it character escapes me uh he was in here let me see what he was in he was in 300 um snow white and the huntsman troy classic clash of the titans um did you ever see the tv show the royals bit young but maybe no no i don't think i i have well, in the Royals, he he played King Simon. A bit young. The guy is is not that. He's not. Boy, yeah, he's my age. Yeah, no, but that was twenty years ago. So that would have been. He'd have been a bit young back then. Uh, he was born in sixty-five. This movie's him? twenty years old. So he'd have been in his early forties. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I think you need a guy in your fifties at least to play that. I don't know. He might have done a nice job. Well, of it. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I would have. Okay, here. Let me share the screen. Where's my Zoom? Where's my Zoom? There's my Zoom. There's screen. All right, can you see that photo? Here he is. I can. Yeah, but when was that taken? 2017. Okay, and this movie was 2002. It's 15 years before that. I think you're uh, you're seeing my notes. I can't let (laughs) that happen. Um, How the hell do I stop share? Uh, anyway yeah i i was not okay i'm sorry that's that's just my my personal opinion i did not like him as theoden and honestly the way that he carried the character i think he was a pussy and theoden's not supposed to be a pussy and that might have been once again writing and direction you never know that is true that's very true all right, so so we get Theoden, he's excised. Yay. Hooray. Now we have to bounce back to Marion Pippin, who 
have actually sat through a trial that they were in. I, I, yeah. I guess, a it, trial, a gathering of the ends, and they're trying to get them to do something to well, help. They're trying to figure out if, if they're orcs they're or mini not. orcs yeah. or not. <laughs> which absolutely cracks me up. Uh, the ends, uh, I'm sorry. I, I love the ends. I think they were one of the we, best parts of this movie. We have decided that you are not orcs. No, he fell asleep. Yeah, that's right. He falls asleep. We have decided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you are not Orcs. You are not orcs. That's great. <laughs> so, so they decide that Mary and Pippin are not orcs. And as I said, this is this is almost like a three pronged attack in the movie, which Peter Jackson was brilliant in doing. He is attacking three different fronts at the exact same time, and it's yeah. it's it's great. You got Rohan, you've got. Samwise and uh, Frodo, and then you have Merry and Pippin. Yep. And so Merry and Pippin are exonerated and no longer orcs. And and the Ents, I believe, say they want that they're going to take them back to out the of Shire. the forest, back to the Shire. Yes. And then at some point, Mary says. We should go to Isengard because the closer you are to danger, the farther you are from harm. Exactly. Well, he says we need to go north. He doesn't say Isengard, but Pippin turns and looks at him and goes, that's going to take us to Isengard. No, it's south. Or, yeah, south. Because he does that great line about, I always like going south. It feels like you're going downhill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, this is a great setup for Mary and Pippin. This is the best thing that they, because the Ents have no clue how far Sauron has gone. Yep. And, and you can totally get just by watching what happened, why they did it. You you know it before it happens. They, they they knew that they had to get back into the fray and amongst their friends, and they knew that that was, you know, danger was over there, but that's where they had to go. Well, but, not, uh, ju not just that. The only way that they were going to get the Ents involved was to see the... Yeah, I don't think they even knew... I don't even think Mary and Pippin knew all the destruction. They just want to show them what Sauron was up to. You see, in my mind, when I watched it, I thought they knew the destruction that was done, and this was the best way to get the Ents to get involved. How would, they have, the Ents, how would they have known? Well, because if you remember, they... They well, no, that's right. They knew they knew that Sauron had made the Urukai. Right. They were at least going to show him that bit, but I don't think they had a clue how like the devastation was. But that was just icing on the cake. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I got to that interpretation, 
I'd have to actually go back and watch the movie again and figure out how do I come to that interpretation. I, I, I get this. I get the sense that after Rivendell, Mary Pippin, all of them knew what Saruman was up to. Well, it's because all the Urukai had the white hand of Sauron on their helmets, well, so they knew they no, knew because, Saruman was a bad because guy. Because Gandalf was in the top of the tower while all of that stuff was being built. Yeah, so Gandalf knew, and I think in my mind, he would have explained that in Rivendell. No, 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 no. Rivendell was. He left Rivendale and went to Isengard. No. 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 The whole reason that he didn't meet up with with Frodo at the Prancing Pony was because oh, he was shit, that's stuck right. on he top was... of the tower. But he never got to see. What do you mean? He uh, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Shit. Yeah, maybe built. he did. Okay. All right. I'll go with you. Tear the trees down. Tear yeah. them all down. Tear them all down. Anyways. And Christopher Lee really wanted to play the part of Gandalf. And he would have been good. But man, he did a great fucking Sauron. And Ian McKellen did a great Gandalf. He was he was so much better as Saruman. Yeah. I mean, I I have, love... we, have we talked about him and J.R.R. Tolkien? No. Well, we talked about the fact that that he was such a fan. He actually rereads the well while he reread. He read reread the books every day since he was fifteen. Well, every year, no. once a year. Yeah, every ev- year. Ever since the books came out, he has reread the books every year, and he up is until he died. The only member of the cast to have ever met the man in person. Yes. Yes, he had a personal relationship with J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. Um, which I think was very cool. Anyways. Oh, okay. I, said, I said anyways again. I, I really hate that word. Um, I also hate the word phenomenal because I say that too much. It was phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. Ooh, the phenom. Yeah, these glasses hurt. Biting into the bridge of your nose a little bit. Yes, sir. So, like I was saying, we're, we're, we have three different things going on at the same time. You have the Rohan incident. You have Mary and Pippin, who we just talked about. Now let's go back to Frodo, who is at the gates of Mount Doom, or the gates of uh, Mordor. Mordor, yep. And Gollum stops him from attempting to go through yep. the gates and tells him there's another way. There's another way. So they back off. They start to track on, on the different way to Mordor. While this is happening, they run into the Egyptian army again, but the Egyptian army is fighting a a a group of bandits basically right which actually turns out to be the steward's the, son and son of 
uh, brother Boromir. It is it is the fighters of Gundor being led by Boromir's brother. Faramir? Faramir. They capture Frodo. Sam and Frodo, but not Gollum. But not Gollum. Frodo Baggins is my name, and this is Samwise Gamgee. Your bodyguard? It's Gardner. Gardner. (laughs) I must truly be a great realm, Master Gamgee. My gardeners are held in high honor. Um. So, so we uh, so they get captured, and they are going to be taken back to Gundor, but they're gonna go via a city. Are you okay? Oh, I thought you were saying that you couldn't hear me. You no, like, no, no, I was itching my ear. I got a little, <laughs> yeah, like, no, sorry. Oh shit, he can't hear me, man. What, what the, the hell? hell? What the what the hell? Uh, Supercomputer failed me. No, he can't be. Best computer ever. Oh god, I'm gonna have to load Lone Wolf McQuaid again. Um are you gonna call your computer Whopper from now on? Oh my god, no. <laughs> you're you're gonna print that out and stick that on your computer, aren't you? Oh my gosh, that is freaking okay. Hang on, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure that you just heard that, but I'm gonna show you something here. Um, so I, I use a, a company called PCmatic, uh, for my antivirus stuff. It's not really antivirus, it just like anti malware kind of thing. Yeah, it, it watches my shit, and you know, so. Let's see here. Share screen. Scott's beast. (laughs) 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 So no, I was I I named it Scott's Beast. But now um You have to rename it the Whopper. Now I'm gonna have to. um, What a great film that was. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, back to the film. <laughs> so, so anyways. So they, they get captured, they captured them. And they were going to, what the hell is the name of that city? Old Deer? No, it was Olga. 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 Uh, wait a minute. Oh God, I can't type. It's basically, basically, it's the mid city between Rohan and Sirith. and uh, Gundor. Osiligeth. There you go. So they know that Osiligeth is under attack or and, under siege or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and so they they pack up to go there to help fight before going to the main city in Gundor. Now they, they come across that, that funky pool, the, the pool of infinity. I don't know what the hell they call it. It's something sacred and see Gollum down there. And there's a whole scene with Faramir going, should I kill this thing? And yeah, whatever. So they grab Gollum and Gollum feels used I don't know what's the best well, way to put it. Like betrayed. Well, he, he was like I said, 
he was betrayed by master well, no he yeah he was starting to to see frodo as his master and, and friend and frodo was the one that tricked him into coming giving up and, yeah yeah so which is for his own good but he just didn't realize it yeah well and this is where this is where you start to see the bipolar part of smeagol and gollum where gollum, gollum starts coming starts to take coming over. out more yeah yeah i mean gollum is 100 percent trying to 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 get the precious back in any way shape or form where smeagol is actually trying to build a relationship with Frodo in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And Samwise is just being a dick through the whole thing. But he likes his potatoes. That was funny. Yeah. I like his potatoes. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I play with his potatoes every night. Um. <laughs> So they go to the city. And what ends up happening? Um, they get ambushed by orcs. Not just orcs. And Urukai. Not just and the, and the and the one bad guy. What's his name? The the deformed one with the bad hand. Well after that, the 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 witch king of Agmar shows Nazgul. up on his school. No, it's Nazgul. the witch king. It's the big bad. It's the witch king. And shows Frodo up. almost gives up the ring. Are we missing something? Because there's like a whole battle of helms deep here too. No, dude, that's after. Okay, that that is after the the son of of the guy at Gundor, a Bar Boromir's brother. Faramir. Yeah. That's after Faramir releases uh Frodo and Sam. Okay. After after the whole fight in in the city, Faramir finally realizes the ring the, is because Faramir figured out well it's, Frodo's it, got the ring. Yeah, he he knows he's going to take it to his dad, but he, Faramir is the first human to actually sit back and realize that it's more important to destroy the ring. Yeah, and I I mean that whole scene where where they start screaming at Faramir about how Boromir tried to kill Frodo, just made the impact even bigger yeah for for that whole scene i mean you you have to feel for boromir's you have to feel for faramir he lost his brother he didn't know how he lost his brother and now he's finding out that his brother was weak and tried to succumb to the power of the ring to the but he's also guys he's also guys overbearing father Telling him he's got to get this ring at all costs, and he's no, he's no, you know, nowhere near as good as his brother was. And I was like, wait well, a minute, my brother was not that great. But in this movie, we don't know about that. Yeah, maybe the extended version. I can't remember. 
But in this movie, we have we don't even get introduced to his father until the third movie. Okay. So I I I don't think that we can even bring that in okay. right now. Fair enough. That's, Fair enough. That's not a a a point. Um. So yeah. now. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I think. I think we need to take a break here. Uh really? Okay. All right. Yeah, we're we're like ten minutes away, but loud shit's about to start to happen here. So I think we need to take a little quick break. Either your wife's coming home or the Mexicans are coming home. I'm not sure which. Uh the cats are starting to attack. Oh goody. Time to feed the cats. On that note. Nice pick. I love this song. Love this band. Alright, folks, seen a bit. Kids, we're back.
Depeche Mode. Very nice. Just a nice, smooth way to go into our last segment. Before we get started. Yes, sir. I knew we were talking in the previous podcast about Mr. Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever, Harvey. I did find out a couple little details. Sure. He only greenlit two movies for these guys. And only budgeted $75 million, which he hid that fax from Jackson. Peter Jackson apparently found out and then he leaked the script hoping to get some buzz and attract another studio that worked and new line studio picked up the movie and even pushed for it to be a trilogy unfortunately he had to use harvey weinstein's name because he was the original producer or whatever but he really didn't have much to do with the films which makes me feel a lot better uh and also weinstein may have screwed over ashley judd and mira sorvino out of roles in this movie very early on, he had told Jackson to steer clear of them due to past experiences. Apparently, Ashley and Mira did not put out for Harvey, and that's why he told Jackson to steer clear of them. So he's a dick, and he really didn't have much to do with the movies. He just has his name on the movies, and that's it. Jackson actually hated working with him. He called him and his brother second-rate mafia bullies. Um, and in the movies if you notice at the end of the movies in the credits when they are showing people's names and they have those like cool like lithograph drawings the weinstein brothers and the third uh producer mark ordesky are shown the picture in the background is a human and two trolls just a subtle dig at the assholes that the Weinsteins are. So anyway. I have uh yeah. I'm I, I'm not a fan of no. the Weinsteins. No. Uh, I I do believe that they have gotten what they deserve. And well, actually, his his you know his, no, they still haven't gotten what they deserve, but hopefully they will. We vowed to not do politics on this. That's I not think... politics. He's not. He's he has never been in office. We can talk about him all the all we want. <laughs> um, he's a dick. Fuck him. Well, Hope he dies. I, I think he is basically the scum of the earth. Yeah. Um, he, he is the last of. Well, hopefully, the last of the old school. Hollywood producers and the fucking producers couch. Let's hope he's the last. I hope he dies. I don't know if he is. We'll find out. I don't know. I don't know. It it goes both ways. And and I mean this is conversations that we've had before. No. I've lost jobs for not opening my butthole up to another man. Um, it's okay. It's uh, 
it's happened all the way through through the not just the entertainment industry i mean this this goes beyond that corporate america yeah oh yeah shoot even when i was in the navy when i was in the navy i was in hm12 which is where the tail hook uh investigation the lady that was involved in the tail hook investigation was actually stationed there as the jag investigator while while things were happening no my and uh you know it's just it's happened for a long time men have been hurt by this women have been hurt by this um harvey weinstein's just an asshole and yep uh he can, he can burn to hell i don't care Bye-bye. Have a good day. Have <laughs> <laughs> castle. Think I'll make it? Yeah, it would take a miracle. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Um, anyway. As as he sits in his cell. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh. oh, God, here comes Julio. Ah! Man, I bet that hurt. <laughs> Here comes Bubba. Oh Damn, my! Not even lube. Oh. All right. So we were talking about the fact that Frodo is now on his own with Gollum and Samwise. We'll see what happens with them in the next movie. Yep. Because all of a sudden. The writers of Rohan. Uh-uh. Hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. The okay, it it wasn't the writers of Rohan. The city of Rohan has packed up their bags and they are checking out to go to Helm's Deep. Yes. Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. Ooh, on his way to Helms. Now, wait, you know what we didn't discuss was uh, Aragorn getting into the fight with Urukai. And going off the cliff. Well, that was on the way to Helms Deep. Okay. So, we're on the way to Helms Deep. <laughs> <laughs> we're walking, we're walking, we're talking about dwarves, wives that have beards, we're having a good time. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of, All of a warg sudden, riders? There's Wargs? Yeah, it was warg riders. And they, they were, were a scouting party. They were they were a scouting party and they attacked the group going to Helm's Deep. So all the men came up for, forward and fought, including Aragorn. And Aragorn actually takes a tumble off of the cliff. Yes. It is assumed that Aragorn has died. Landed in a river that was a thousand feet below, and we assumed he's dead. And Legolas as well as Gimli, really, really kind of, this hit them hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And Legolas like actually found the necklace that Eowyn had given to uh, Vigo's character and, and, and kept it. And uh, yeah, when they went back to Helm's Deep, um, well, don't don't go there yet, because well, I no, because they... I wanted to talk about the fact that they had been really kind of pushed everyone forward. Oh yeah, it was like don't even bury the dead. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. It was yeah, kind of it, his it, whole thing, which it, what, he's which... looking out for his people. I I, I get it. Okay, but it's this... a tough call. But this once again brings me back to an area where I don't think that this character was fully thought through. And once again, it, it, it might have been him. It might have been the writing. It might have been the directing. It's kind of a tough call. It, it really is. But here's the thing. He's, he's kind of a wuss. kind of a wuss in he's, leaving he's in leave looking out for his people every step of the way he's looking out for his people okay it, it, it's unpopular choices but his choices are always how do we save as many of my people as we possibly can and it so, may make him look like a wuss but it's always the best for the most so he packs up his people and leaves yep. but then after being attacked, he acts like he's the tough guy. He's the he, tough he, guy. he rides into the thick of it. He gets in the crowd. Well, I mean, that, he's killing orcs. Yeah, I mean, people are dead. He sits there and says, leave the dead. Let's go. So now he's all powerful again. Yet he's still going to Helm's Deep, which is not the... Okay. They didn't know at that point in time that that was not the best decision. But he had no clue there was a hundred thousand Urukai on the way. Well, you know what? Maybe you should sit back and listen to the people talking to you. The last person he listened to was Wormtongue. Didn't get a lot of good info out of that guy. Wow, that's... he's a little gun shy about taking advice. Hmm from outsiders at this point in time and with good reason you have Gandalf the gray telling you what's going on uh-oh or disappear hit the wrong button sorry um all right so they are heading toward well actually i guess we should have done this uh Gandalf the White left Rohan and told told what uh, told Aragorn what expect me on the seventh day at dawn. I thought it was the fifth. But, Maybe the fifth. Yeah. Um. On the fifth day at dawn, expect me. So. They leave. We go through the battle or the mini battle, the yeah. mini battle, and Aragorn gets hurt. He falls down the cliffs. He floats on a river down the river and 
Lands on shore. Lands on shore. And the same horse that he had talked to, God, was it in the first film? Like, I think you should give this horse a break. Yeah, they literally was the same goddamn horse. It it was the same horse that he told at the Mines of Moria to go off and go. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It was was, uh, when he first got to Rohan. And said this horse has been through enough or something. But anyway, it was like the same horse that it was a bit earlier in the films. Finds him, picks him up, or allows him to get on his back or whatever. Okay, so in the second film. Mm-hmm. Okay, go I on. think it was in the second film. Like this this horse has seen enough. It, oh, shit. It might have been the same horse that held the two kids. Remember the two kids? Do you remember the two children? That could be. I think that's the horse. But anyway. So, yeah, he was like kind of the horse and said, you should let him go wander at a pasture and have a nice life because he's been through enough. Yeah. That horse finds him. Somehow he gets up on his back, takes him there. Now, the brilliant thing about this is if he had not fallen off that cliff, he would not be a day behind he would have never found this horse he would have never seen the armies of Urukai coming to Helm's Deep yes Eric Lowe or the Eric Lowe's er- Eric Lowe Eric. Uh, Eric Eric no it's Eric what the hell? I don't care. <laughs> Anyways. So we we finally get to Helm's Deep. Yeah, all the major all the major characters get to Helm's Deep. The uh the daughter is there and she asks Do I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? No, no, no. That's the later. Uh, Gimli and 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 Legolas get there, and the and the daughter of of the king goes, "Hey, hey, hey, where's where's so and so?" And he's like, "He fell." <laughs> like that's that's all I get. He fell. She's like, "Oh crap, he's dead." And they're all preparing for battle and everything, and then all of a sudden, Aragorn shows up out of nowhere. It is a good scene. I I won't lie. Just give me. Shall I describe it to you, or would you like me to find you a box? Just, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, so they all get to Helm's Deep, and what happens next is just phenomenal. You have. Almost a thousand elves start marching towards the front gate. And they think it's the enemy at, at first, and then they hear the elfin horns, and I think Legolas is the one that's like, no, wait, those are elves. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool as shit. And the guy that was leading them is the same guy that at Lothorian he was the one that that met with the them bow first. at Gimli. Yes, 
Yes. And when they arrive, there's another cool thing. No music, no movement, just men and elves watching in the darkness, waiting for battle. Uh, like it, was, it was a great bit. Well, I mean, before that, before that, him coming up to Theoden and saying, we once fought together. And we honor the treaties of men and elves. Yeah. And and, and then I Aragorn mean, coming up and hugging him. And he's like, okay. <laughs> it, it's a great scene. It was a great scene. And I hate the fact that he died in this movie. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, well, actually, there's there's not much to discuss about that. We, they all gathered together, and it's the night before the fifth morning. And the rain all of a sudden in the distance, you can barely hear you the footsteps, hear... and it gets louder and louder and louder. And what was <laughs> what was great? What was great was that, um, as far as as far as the cinematography and everything went, the Urukai stop, and and they look up, and all of a sudden, it starts to rain, and that rain dropping down on Theoden, where his hair is just starting to mat down, and that rain while. All of the elves are ready to to let their arrows go. Now, the sad thing is that it's the same thing. I I honestly believe that this is a um, I well, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, it I. It's a stray arrow that starts the whole fight. And Theoden is standing there. That stray arrow goes off. And Theoden just looks out and goes, and so it begins. Yeah. And it's like all the guys there know that they have to make it through the night. I mean, the really thing about that one stray arrow, it hits the orc in the neck. Which again, legal is the idea to tell everyone else they're weak at the neck and the arm joints. But yeah, it's and then the whole rain thing at the end there, like that's kind of a trope almost. But this film, they've kind of earned it. It was well worth it. I mean, yeah. it was well worth adding it in. It was the perfect way for it to to go on. I actually had a, oh, I have a. Oh, excuse me. I'm dying. I'm coughing over here. I'm dying, but forgive me. Are you okay? Yeah, I just eating some peanuts and ones got stuck in the back of my throat. I apologize. I sound like I'm all verklempt. It's just, it's just that. Uh, let's see here. The Helm's Deep Battle. Juice Priest took four months to shoot 120 days to film 90 of them at night yep for a 40 minutes of screen time 
there are entire movies that have been filmed in less time than this one battle for this one film of a trilogy. Let that sink in. There, there were... have been films filmed in less time, the entire films for this 40 minutes of goddamn time. 20,000 extras were used and over 20 hours of footage was shot. There were 40 minutes. There were so many extras used in the sequences at Helm's Deep. And the filming went on for so many months that almost all the extras and principal actors got T-shirts reading, I survived Helm's Deep. They were, there were so many of these actors in these shirts that extras would often meet each other in in the city the cities of new zealand yeah and see the t-shirts go dude nice the shirts <laughs> that was that this was the pinnacle battle as far as extras went battles later on in the next movie happened and they were fabulous and they were great but a lot of it was CGI. This was the biggest battle scene that there ever was. <clears throat> the whole bridge scene, they had to fill the entire bridge with Urukai mm -hmm. while everything else was CGI. But that's still almost a thousand, a thousand or so. People. Yeah on one bridge plus the best part of the movie go ahead and throw me but don't tell the elf <laughs> don't just don't tell the elf love that Gimli I'm sorry <laughs> Gimli I loved Gimli I loved Legolas and Gimli was the best I mean he was just you know so stoic and funny and yeah, he had a good life. And there was it's somewhere in that battle was a elf that fell off the wall and they did a Wilhelm scream. So was that an elf time elf helm scream at that point? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> All right. Um so we okay, I've got twenty seven minutes left. We go through the whole Helm's Deep battle. And I mean, it's almost three battles in one. You have the battle of the the the, the wall. Outside wall. You have the battle of the inside door. After the explosion. And then you have the attack at the end where Theoden uh Bor and, uh not Boromir. Um Aragorn right Gimli, out. They all ride out to to basically last battle stand. to the death. Yeah. Which is also when sunrise happens. Or what? It's when sunrise on the fifth day ah, yes. happens. They kind of forgot about that shit because they were busy fighting. Yeah. But you know what? Look to the east. 
at sunrise on the and, fifth day. And all of a sudden, there's that bright light. And you say, you see Gandalf the White at the top of the hill on with a the white horse. horse. On a white horse with the riders of Rohan. Oh, it's just him first. Then all of a sudden, you got these thousands of riders. Yeah. And they they wait. They wait for the sun. And as they're charging down the hill, the sun just peeks over at the right moment and blinds all the orcs and Urukai at the bottom, which just messes them up because they're staring right in the sun, which is perfect. And yeah, they bust through. They turn the tides. And all is well. Well, I wouldn't say that. But they win the battle. Yes. And that's a. Uh, that honestly. That honestly comes to the end of the movie. Uh, where where we see. Some purveyance on. Uh, Frodo and Sam. Afterwards. Still walking away with. <laughs> with Gollum. And Gollum getting a little creepier by the moment. And every second he's talking, yeah, well, let her take care of it. Oh, there's some sneaky-ass shit going on there. But you also see the ends. You also see the ends. Is that this movie or the next movie? No. That, Is that this that, movie? The ends. <clears throat> Take out, take out Isengard. Isengard. They rip down the uh, the dam, which floods left... everything, and saves the one tree who's on fire, which is kind of awesome. And but you know what? It was freaking awesome as the water was coming down. That like the ants just kind of stopped and and dug in. There. They dug. They they let their roots lay. Yeah. And they just sat there as the water was going around. And then you see Saruman in the in the tower looking down, going, I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> God I'm, damn it. <laughs> I, I think I'm kind of fucked here, man. He's he's looking down. His entire world is gone. The Urukai are gone. Their forges are gone. So this is this is the huge reset. Now. Now. <laughs> it's just Sauron. And Frodo. Yeah, but there's a bunch of badass orcs between him and the tower but that's for another film that's a totally different film now before we finish this up I, I i i saw or found or whatever a really cool bit and i think this actually belonged in the first movie they built what they called stilt walkers Mm -hmm. They were big suits, long arms, 
cable actuated hands and stilts for normal sized people to jump into, which made them look like they were, you know, one and a half times the size of a normal person uh, to walk by the hobbits and the dwarves. And they, yeah. they showed this in one of the, the, I think it was the bar scene where somebody just kind of like walked in between the barkeep and Frodo and yes. like, it was all practical. And it yes. was, I mean, other than the dude's head, because they never showed it in the shot, it was just a brilliant bit of practical special effects that just made you believe that these dudes are small. So, yeah. Yeah, Everything still walkers that... were cool. Yeah, like Some of the practical effects were just freaking amazing in this film. Dude, it, it... In camera effects, like, and they're always the best. I mean, CGI is good, but if you can do an in camera practical effect, it just always looks better. It's just, no doubt. Ooh, that's hot. Hot. <laughs> uh, all right. I already did that one. So. What what did you think of the second movie as compared to the first movie? Well, <clears throat> this is my last place winner in the trilogy, but it is better than most films that are out there right now. Um, I I I do love this film. I will watch this film. But- comes on TV. I will I will choose to watch this film if I'm going through stuff. I do like it. I love the first movie the best. I love the last movie second best and this is my third best, but damn it's close. There's so much good stuff in this film. The the Battle of Helm's Deep is just bloody amazing. Um it's a great great film. Like I say, it's better than most. You know, I was like, I, I may not like it the best of the three. That doesn't mean it's 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 better than most films out there. Uh, the character arcs fill out. The scene is set for that epic conclusion. It's and it's it's a solid film on its own. So I, I like this film a lot. I agree with you. I I love this film. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yep. Do I? There are trilogies where the second film are better. Uh, Not a lot. Empire Strikes Back. That that and Star Trek. Well, I can't even call Star Trek a trilogy. The second Star Trek movie, Wrath of Khan. Yes. Is probably the best movie of the I, entire series, but that was not a trilogy. That was like a series of them. But anyway, yes. as trilogies go... Typically, and, a second movie kind of sucks, and this one was better than any other second movie other than Empire. I will give you that. Okay. With yep. that, what trivia do you have? Uh, I, I'm spent, man. I have gone through all my trivia and all my little posts and all my little goodies as we have meandered through this uh synopsis and uh all right i have a few for you here okay go for it man 
on the walls of Helm's Deep. Uh-huh. During the battle, one a one-eyed warrior turns to the camera. Uh Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. He was in he was he was one of the warriors that threw a spear in the battle for Helm's Deep. I'm sorry, I thought that was what you were asking. No. <clears throat> His there was a he he was there revealing his scarred empty socket. The oh, performer oh. who played him showed up as an extra. Peter Jackson politely asked him to take his patch off. Oh no shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Is that not awesome? Okay. That's kick ass. Uh what else do I have here? Uh Billy Boyd and Dominic Monahan spent so much time up in the tree with Treebeard during the making of this movie. They spent their time between takes writing a screenplay. What? <laughs> For what? It doesn't see what they wrote the screenplay about, but they spent so much time in Treebeard. <laughs> they wrote a script for an entirely different movie. They wrote a script for an entirely different movie. <laughs> That's uh, great. Okay. Additionally, it was so difficult to get up and down from their perches. They were left there during breaks. Oh, God. While the rest of the crew went off to eat. <laughs> oh, come on. How are you supposed to take a leak up there for crap? Well, uh, that'd be easy. Semi <laughs> <laughs> up a granola, and I'm going to pee 30 feet down on you guys. Dude, that's freaking awesome. Um, the dawn shot of Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas pursuing the Urukai came about when Vigo Mortensen pursued the second unit team to camp out on location to film it. <laughs> so Vigo Mortensen actually sat back and said, Guys, you need to stay here. <laughs> You're not helicoptering home. We're staying here. And, and that honestly is a gorgeous scene. With that sunrise going on behind them. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. Uh, on Miranda Otto's first day of shooting... Liv Tyler was said to have welcomed her with enthusiastic open arms saying, I'm so glad there's another woman on this film. Miranda was uh, uh, Eowyn, the daughter of uh, Theoden? Correct. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Because they really didn't, I don't think they had a single scene in the movie together. They well, they did. They had no talking scenes together. Yeah. I mean, they they were on top at the very end of the third movie, but I I don't think they actually ever shared screen time with each other. 
Yeah. I do not believe they do. They're in the same movie together. They don't but, have any lines with each other, they, though. They didn't film together. Yeah. Uh, the Gollum that is briefly glimpsed in the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, is an entirely different Gollum than the one that appears in this movie. They had not cast Andy as the part yet. And the Gollum in the third movie is different. How so? Doesn't say how so. It was during the filming of the second movie that Peter Jackson realized that Andy Circus's physical performance would have to employ the digital dig, the digital creation of Gollum. <laughs> That's all it says. Okay. Yeah, he was a little more refined in the third movie, I will admit. Uh, originally, while Faramir's group is approaching Oz, Osgoleth, I guess. Osiligeth. That's the, 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 the city the on the other side of the river. The city of Minas Tirith would have been just visible in the background, lying against the rocks in the far distance, however... Peter Jackson was afraid that people would confuse it with Helm's Deep and had the effect removed. Ooh, interesting. Uh, had it removed from the theatrical version, but included it in the extended version, which is why I wasn't surprised it was there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I, I've um, seen the extended version and. I, if anyone wants to watch these movies, I'd say watch the the theatrical versions first. Yes, read I think the books, so. read the books, and then watch the extended versions because the extended versions kind of like uh, they they spoil a lot of points l- later on for you. But it's just nice to have that background. But yeah, it's kind of weird. What is Lambus bread? That's the elven tack bread, basically. Lambus bread that Sam and Frodo ate in the beginning of the movie was actually shortbread cookies. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> All right, so between film one and film two, mm-hmm. which one is the best so far? Number one. I think you're right. And I just I the music is I don't know. It, it's just such a more upbeat, optimistic movie. It's prettier. I I love the first one. I've always loved the first one. I've watched these movies over and over and over again. 
in order, out of order, whatever. I I I love the first one the best. Um, like I said, the second one is better than most movies out there today. But if you're talking about these three together, it's like, eh, I like the first one. I like the third one. I like the second one in that order. So, okay. That's just what it is. Are we still in agreement that this is in the box? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. That was never a, that was never a question. Okay. This is a glass box behind the bar trilogy. This is the Bob. Like I say, this the second Bob. movie, this second movie is better than most every other movie out on the market today. All right. Um, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back, do our conclusion uh, for the show, and uh, and we'll talk about what's coming up next. Already then. All right. Talk everybody. to you real soon.
got his jam now, just so you know. Oh. Wave of mutilation. <laughs> God. God, I love 80s music. All right. So talk to me, brother. Talk to me. Uh, my feelings on this film. Um, most most trilogies, the second film is just setting up the story for the third one. Yes. This one does a little bit more. Um, the character arcs fill out more. The, the musical score fills out more. The special effects fill out more. I mean, they they give you a taste of, of everything. Story, plot, music, visuals, the whole nine yards. And it's just a taste of what's to come. Once again, I, I've said you know, a couple times, this film, if you just watch this one film, it is better than most films out there right now. Much better than a lot of films out there right now. You could watch this film on its own and go, man, that was that was outstanding. That was great. It doesn't matter that's the middle of a trilogy. It doesn't matter that it's the, the filler film, supposedly. It is a great film on its own. I, I, I truly love the film. But once again, if I got to rate them against the other two, I love the first one the most. I The last one, I, I mean, granted, it pulls it all together. There's so many great emotional moments in the last one. It just, you know, it, it is definitely my second favorite film, and this one my third, but this thing stands the test of time and stands up against most every film put out today. So think, that's my feelings. I think for a second film in a trilogy, this is actually a great film because of the fact that they, they listen, you're getting, you're getting three stories at one time. And I think that's kind of an important factor to think about when you're writing this film. Well, it, true that. I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, if you go back to, let's say, Star Wars. You get the whole Dagobah thing, which just really drags you down. And you don't really give well, a flying fuck. Empire Strikes Back was really a two-pronged attack on the storyline where this is a three-pronged attack. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of boosts this film in my repertoire because of the fact that it kept you engaged through the whole thing even through the we're walking, we're walking, we're walking scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I agree with you in certain aspects, but I, I disagree. I think this film is great. 
Oh, I love this film. No doubt about it. This is this is a better film. I I, I could put this. I would put this up against any Fast and Furious film. It's much better than any Fast and Furious. I don't give a shit. All right. So so far, this film, this trilogy is still living in the box people oh yeah it's strong strong as a heart attack so where do we go from here oh we get to talk about the third film next time and that's there's so much good shit to talk about in the next film oh my goodness well so everyone knows i was actually gonna do the third film and then another podcast afterwards wrapping up the whole thing i think we're gonna finish it all i think we i think we can wrap the whole thing up in the next the next two podcasts i don't think we need to i think we can end. i mean yeah like we're gonna we're gonna film one it'll be two episodes but i think we can wrap it all up Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.